Why not just talk to God this morning? The Bible says the entrance of the word of God, it brings life. The word of God is new every morning. We cannot be too familiar with the word of God. Because every morning, the word of God is refined, is refreshed. And perhaps it could be in the reading of the scripture. Perhaps it could be any phase of the service. But God is always walking. God is always moving. Why not pray that Lord touch me in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you take over this minute, take over this moment, that you use me, O God, as a vessel to bring this word to your people. That, Lord, you give us a receiving heart, that this world this morning will fall on a fertile soil in the name of Jesus, that your name will be glorified. Amen. Uh, the anchor we've been looking at this month is from Luke chapter 1, verse 37. Uh, the word of God says, with God, uh, nothing is impossible. And for the first two weeks, our pastor has been teaching us on uh, week one, the uncommon Christian, that God has blessed us. God has endowed us with all these blessings, with this grace for us to be uncommon. And the life that we live should reflect that. And last week, we uh, had the sermon on the uncommon assignment, being set apart for a special assignment. And thank God that even as we are in Swansea, God has set us apart for an assignment. Hallelujah. Amen. So I will be continuing in the same uh, fashion this uh, morning by just looking as a subset of that uncommon opportunity. Hallelujah. Uncommon opportunity. Um, I think it was uh, Rick Warren who said that life itself is a series of problem-solving opportunities. And the problems you face will either defeat you or develop you on how you respond to them. Hallelujah. And it all depends on how you respond and most times we say, yeah, it's not what happens to you, but it's what happened inside you. Because life will always happen. Hallelujah. And most times, even as we're running with this focus of the God of possibilities, and we have so many things that we want God to do for us. We want so many expectations from God. And in truth, most times when God answers our prayers, those answers are manifested in daily opportunities. And most times as believers we say, it's as if God is silent. It's as if God is not working. The truth is, the God that we serve is always working. The God that we serve is always available, 247. It's not like the mobile network that goes off and on and then service is unreachable, un un unavailable. God is always at work, but most times it's because the answer that we expect is different from the present reality. And then we say, God is not working. But opportunities are all around us. I mean, growing up in Africa, they say, oh, opportunity come but once. But I like to rephrase that and say, great opportunities may come once in a lifetime, but small opportunities surround us every day. At the place of work in our society, even as we are sitting here, even as part of a church, there is always an opportunity that is available. And the focus of the sermon this morning is that God wants us A, to recognize those opportunities that he has provided, but not just recognizing them, but engage with them. 
Because as we engage with what God is doing, that is where the blessing lies. That is where the joy lies. That is where the upliftment lies. And I pray that the Lord will help us this morning in Jesus' name. And really, the, the case in point for today's sermon, it's, the anchor is from Mark uh, chapter 5. Uh, we just want to go on a journey and look at the life of a, of a young lady. Mark chapter 5, verse uh, 21 uh, to 34. Uh, the scripture said, when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders, come Jairus, came, and when he saw Jesus, the word of God said, he fell at his feet. Verse 23 said, he pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and lived. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed him and pressed around him. The verse 25 said, And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had, yet... Instead of getting better, she grew worse. Verse 27, and when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clock. Hallelujah. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Verse 29, immediately. Hallelujah. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from all her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power has gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who touched my clothes? Verse 31. And when Jesus see the people crowd, you see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, And yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And the verse 33 said, Then the woman, knowing what she had, had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Hallelujah. What a beautiful journey. What a beautiful story. Uncommon opportunities. How beautiful it is that we are not in life by accident. How beautiful it is that God has so not only saved us, but giving us the power and the grace to live this uncommon life. That you and I have been called into this wonderful, uncommon destiny. And as we look at the journey of this woman, and even the intervention of Jesus in this narrative that we've just read, there are so many things that we can pick and apply to our everyday life. This uncommon destiny comes with package. This uncommon price that Christ paid on the cross of Calvary comes with a package of peace. Even though in reality we rather worry and allow the weight of anxiety and fear consume us, it is the will of God for us to live in peace. It is the will of God for us to live in unity, not division. As a matter of fact, growing up in Africa, there is always the notion that there's room for but one person. There is a position that is just for one person. But the truth is, as far as the kingdom is concerned, 
we can all coexist within the same frame and exist and succeed within the same frame. We don't need to fight ourselves. As a matter of fact, Paul was saying that the war we should be fighting is not a fight against you and I. It's not a fight against flesh and blood. The division that exists among us exists because of ignorance. This uncommon destiny is a call to unity. It's a call to togetherness. That what you have should complement what I have. Hallelujah. I may be deficient in one area, but your strength, your sufficiency should compensate for my deficiencies and vice versa. You and I should be able to coexist in the world, in this society, in the church, and prosper within it. Hallelujah. It's a call to unity. It's a call to love. Even though at times we rather make unloving choices, even though the world will make us believe that we are not good enough, God has called us to love unlimitedly. It's a call to wisdom. The application of knowledge. Even though at times it looks as if some of the decisions that we make is uninformed. As a matter of fact, we are where we are today thanks to the decisions of yesterday. Thanks to the choices that we made yesterday. But thank God for the word of God because by having the word of God in our life, we are able to make the right choices. That gives us a better tomorrow. This call to destiny is a call to unbroken fellowship. And that is why we always say here yeah, that God is more interested in your relationship with him than what you're doing for him. At times we are so consumed with, I want to go to heaven. Fantastic. But God wants us, even while we are here on earth, that is why I was telling the disciples, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants us to pursue a constant fellowship with him. Like a father and a son. Hallelujah. Like Roy, I'll say, I'll pick up the phone and say, Roy, how are you? How we can discuss as brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. And like Pastor mentioned last Sunday, 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, 2, uh, verse 9, the scripture said, we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. We are peculiar. Don't let the world and social media tell you otherwise. You are special. You are unique. Hallelujah. Even though the present situation may reflect the opposite, your destiny is unique. And you should live every day with that consciousness. Hallelujah. So the cry should not be, how do I get to heaven? But the right question we should be asking is, how does heaven make a difference in how I live my life day in and day out? How does the God in me becomes evidence in the decision that I make? How does that become evidence in how I take care of my friends and my family? In how I communicate with my colleagues at the place of work? That is why it's called Emmanuel. Christ in us. The hope of glory. And I pray that God will help us in the name of Jesus. But do not get me wrong this morning. When I talk about opportunity... You know, there is a word called opportunist. Taking advantage of a situation. That is not what I'm talking about this morning. Taking advantage of the downfall of people. Being corny. That is not what I'm talking about. As a matter of fact, the dictionary defines opportunity as a combination of circumstances that is favorable for a purpose. 
Hallelujah. But the opportunity I'm talking about this morning is God's given opportunities, which is a combination of divinely orchestrated circumstances that are favorable for the fulfillment of God's purpose and agenda here on earth. Hallelujah. The word of God says, many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is a purpose of God that prevails. First Corinthians chapter 16 verse 9, Paul was saying, a great door, an effectual door is open unto me. He said, but there are many adversaries. As a matter of fact, when you read that from the Amplified Version, it says, for a wide door of opportunity, for effectual service, for effective service has been opened to me. He said, but what? One that is great and promising, but there are many adversaries. Like I mentioned before, there are opportunities that exist among us day in and day out. All we have to do is to see everyday life with the lenses of God. All we have to do, like this woman, as we will come to explore, is to seize those opportunities. As a matter of fact, many times it's not because, like I mentioned, God is not working. But we are just too insensitive to see what God is doing. As we look at the scripture, there are more things that are working for us than those that are working against us. We would rather focus on the blessings that we don't have, whereas there is a lot of blessings that is around us day in and day out. It is the agenda of the devil for us to continue to complain on the cars that we don't have or on the shoes that we don't have. Why not reframe that attitude? And continue to bless God and appreciate God for where you are. Why not continue to appreciate God for the grace of God to have brought you to where you are? Because we are all a product of grace. Hallelujah. And the key here is that we should have the right attitude and perspective about any situation that we find ourselves. A case in point was the story of, of Goliath in the Bible. The children of Israel said, ah, this giant is too big to kill. When David came around, David said, this giant is too big to miss. Same problem, different perspective. Hallelujah. Ever imagine that two people will feel the same headache? One grows from that difficulty. The other, for some reason, becomes so depressed and pressed down perspective. And God never gives us opportunities without first giving us the ability to achieve them. And the charge to us is to stop giving those excuses. What grace provide? Grace will sustain. I remember when I came to this country and there were so many dooms and gloom. The word of God strictly says grace has brought you to Swansea. Grace will sustain you. As grace brought your family to Swansea, as the grace of God, there is London, there is Aberdeen, there is the United States, but God brought you here. What grace provides, grace is able to sustain. And the charge is, we should start today. Are we feeling a sense of being absent? The absence of God's presence. Are we feeling as if the situation is so strong, it's so overwhelming. Every season you find yourself, God is at work 
And his intention is to do something mighty in you. Hallelujah. His intention is to do something wonderful in you. I often say, when I came in, it was so bad that I, I couldn't even afford the first month's house rent. But I said, grace has brought me here. Grace is able to sustain me. Fast forward 10, 11 years. By the grace of God, 2050 has strength. By the grace of God, I can afford it now. But then it wasn't like that. But God was helping me and saying, there is opportunity here for you to grow. There's opportunity here for you to trust God the more. There's opportunity here for you to take the focus off what you can or can't do and focus on what God can and can do. Because he's able to do exceedingly and above all that you can ask or imagine. And John chapter 5 verse 17, Jesus was speaking and said, My father is always at work. God is always working. And the charge to rob this morning is that, take charge. Take control. Change your focus. Change those lenses. And start seeing the finger of work in operation. In your family, at the university, at your place of work. Start looking at the little things that are happening around you. Start seeing the manifestation of the presence of God around you. See where God has planted you. And begin to use those gifts and those talents to be a blessing to everyone around you. Let's look at this, the story of this, this woman in, in, in a bit more detail. She went through hell to be categorically clear. I mean, for those who've evolved through this pandemic, we can relate with the story of this woman. But the first thing that struck my attention in this, in this passage was that she wasn't the primary focus of Jesus' assignment on this journey. As a matter of fact, you can't classify this miracle as a paratensis. In other words, you, you're writing a sentence, oh, Jesus is on his way to heal this man's daughter. Open brackets. Then this woman came along. Jesus healed her. Close bracket. And Jesus continued on his journey. And the truth is, when you read the Bible, there's always paratensis in everything. The primary focus of Jesus coming to planet Earth was to go to the cross of Calvary. But in between that, there were lots of miracles and impartation. He was able to groom uh, even the disciples. He was able to feed the multitude of people. He was able to meet everyday needs. And the point here is, within that mission that is so big, you are pursuing your career, you are pursuing your dream. Within that, there are opportunities for you to serve people. There are opportunities for you to grow. There are opportunities for you to be impactful. Even while you are focusing on that primary assignment, the word of God said, her symptom was so severe. For 12 good years, this woman struggled with this medical condition. The clinician has so many names to describe this medical problem. Bleeding. It could be that on the artwork she, she looks alright, but there are secret tears. Her suffering, physical suffering, spiritual suffering, psychological suffering, the stigma of carrying this sickness for so long, the emotional breakdown, and to couple with that, the word of God said she has spent everything that she had. Financial suffering. Everything that she had. Is wanting to spend money to treat yourself. And is wanting to see the results. In this case, 
she was spending money, but she was getting worse. And then the sorrow that this is depreciating. This disease is getting worse. How can I escape this? But the point this morning is not to amplify the problem, but to amplify the God even in the midst of the problem. The word of God said when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him and touched him. Most times in life, all you need is a word. Hallelujah. So many people heard about Jesus. As a matter of fact, as we read that passage, there was a crowd of people. But all she needed wasn't the money at that time. It, the opportunity she needed was just that information. And the truth of the matter is, every second of the day, there are billions of information that flies across our doorsteps. Even as I'm speaking now, hallelujah. I remember growing up in Nigeria. Sorry, I keep using Nigeria as a case in point because that's my origin. Amen. I was in a service a long time ago, age 16, age 17, and the pastor was preaching. It was a very long sermon, as you know, in Nigerian churches. But there was only one word I took from that sermon. The man said, you are created in life to make new records and break existing records. That was the only word I took from there. And when I came to this country, that word came with me. When I came to the department and they said, ah, no, 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 Africa has been the best student in this. No, I don't. There, there were so many bots and bots. I said, I will create a new record. Hallelujah. That was the opportunity. That was the information that I need. All you need at times is just that information. It's just that word. But you see, her miracle was pronounced. It was profound. The healing that she, she experienced, the word of God said immediately her bleeding stopped. It was powerful. And what God will do in your life will be powerful. God wants to come powerfully. He's called the great I am. He's able to do exceedingly and above all that you can ask or imagine. Do not limit what God can do in your life. It doesn't matter how long that problem has been. For this woman, it was 12 years. Perhaps what you are going through may not be medical related. It may just be something else. But God, he is the impossibility specialist. He said, is there anything too hard for the Lord God to do? Hallelujah. He's able to do all things like he did for this woman. The encounter she had, it was personal. Even in the midst of the crowd, with those massive amount of people, she was able to have a personal experience. And the word of God to us this morning, God knows you. He knows your situation. He knows your name. He's so peculiar about you that the Bible says even the number of the hairs in your head are numbered. He knows every number. If you wake God up middle of the night and said, how many hairs does Mr. Roy, hallelujah, has in his head? He's able to tell you. He knows the number of the hairs in your head. That is how peculiar God is about you. He knows about you. You are not an accident. This woman had a personal experience. But it was profound. Jesus said, go in peace. Go in peace. Go in peace. No more worry. Go in peace. Are you doing that course? Go in peace. Step into that examination with all confidence. Not because you are the most clever. But you have a God within you. Who is the clever of the cleverest? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That is a confidence that you should have. 
Don't live your life feeling so intimidated. Don't live your life feeling so worn out and depreciated. We, you, you have a God within you. And the word of God said, if that same spirit dwells in you, it will quicken me. As a student, when I came here, I was doing all the part-time job and the rest. And then you see some of these courses, they are so hard. I say, ah, personally, I can't. But because I have a God within me. The Holy Spirit is described as a teacher. He's able to teach you all things. Are you running out of ideas? Just depend on him. He's able to come true and come forth for you. As we begin to fold up, there are two key areas I feel that God is pointing us in terms of uncommon opportunity. One is God always provides daily opportunity for us to grow. God always provides daily opportunity for us to grow. And every challenge that you face in your life is an opportunity for you to grow. It's an opportunity for you to develop. It's an opportunity for you to get better. Grow through every life situation. Everything you find yourself. Whether it's going well or it's not going well. Continue to grow. Like this woman, continue to engage your faith. Create a life that is so rich. Let your attitude be so focused on whatever the season may be. Summer, winter, I will grow. I will grow through this. And as a matter of fact, I keep telling Nancy, it's a phase and it will pass. It's all about your faith. Let that faith be at work. You know, in the religious cycle, we always look at faith and we say, oh, faith is a hard attitude. But faith is more than that. Faith is a moral compass that guides our life. Faith is more than that. The faith I'm referring to, it should be the faith that internally propels you and compels you to action. Action to believe on the personality of God, on the character of God, and to respond like this woman did. And faith, Hebrews um, 11 verse 6 said, those who come to God must believe that is the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Believe in the person of God. And when you read Ephesians chapter 15 verse 23, Paul has this narrative there. I mean, Paul started talking about your faith in God. You being able to realize how God has planted you, what he has given to you. He was using some keywords there, like the spirit of wisdom, the revelation and the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened to know what the riches of the glory that you have in Christ Jesus. For us to grow, focus on the character of God. Surety and certainty. The surety that God is the person that he said that he is. If he's a loving God, he is a loving God indeed. God cannot cajole you. He cannot camouflage you. He's a forgiving God. He's a forgiving God indeed. When God says, all things are passed away, all things are passed away indeed. God is the person that he says he is. And secondly, grow focusing on the promises of God. What God says he will do. The Bible says he honors his word more than his name. There is a word of prophecy for every creation on earth. There is a promise for you and I. Whatever God has said concerning you, focus on that promise. Because at the right time, God will come true for you. At the right time, as he said it, he will do it. It may delay, but it won't be denied. 
It may take long, but in that process, continue to grow. Continue to groom your family. Continue to encourage yourself. Second Peter 3 verse 18 says, it says, grow in the grace and the knowledge of God. Continue to grow, no matter the season of life. Have a rugged mentality that I will grow through this. I will not just go through life, but I want to grow through it. In this degree, in this place of work, I want to grow through it. And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. The last point I want to make this morning is opportunity to serve others. Every day, there is opportunity for you to be less less selfish and more people-oriented. Like I mentioned, the gospel is simple. Love God. Love yourself. Love your neighbor. It's a very simple equation. Even as an engineer, that's easy to solve. It's about people. Whereas society will tell us otherwise, it's about serving people. There is reward in serving people. You know, last year when the pandemic started, it was a touching moment. And every time I look at the news, and I hear of these doctors and nurses in the front line, and there's the statistics of people getting infected, people in critical care, people dying. The first question that came to my mind is, how can I help? I'm not a medical doctor. But how can I? I have to do something. I can't just sit down. And then opportunity came up. God said, look at the church. What can you do? There was an opening there. I have to learn. It was time consuming. But it was opportunity to serve. It may cost time. At times it will have to cost resources. But it's opportunity to serve. And then I was like, but I have to do more. And then there was an email that, 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 that flew by. Uh, one of the colleagues was saying, ah, there are visors that are being produced with a 3D printer, but we need drivers to deliver this to care homes and, 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 and hospitals. But be remember that you have to take care of the, of the, of the, of the patrimony, and again, you'll be exposing yourself. I'm like, that is my opportunity to serve. And they're like, please, can I, can, I, can, I, can I be part of this? And almost every day, you drive here, you drive there. But the joy for me is seeing these nurses and these doctors. All they will say is, thank you. It was so heart-touching. Look around you. With the little you have, you can use it for service. Don't wait for those big moments. Look within the house. Look within everywhere. There's opportunity to serve. There's a scripture that I like so much in John chapter 6 verse 5. We know the story of how Jesus fed the multitude with five loaves of bread and two fish. But the verse 5 said, Jesus looked up and he saw a large crowd of people who were coming to him. He said to Philip, where can we buy enough bread to feed all these people? My focus is just that little phrase there, Jesus looked up. All you had to do really is just to look up. If Jesus didn't look up, he wouldn't see that these people, apart from just receiving spiritual bread, they have to be fed physically. Hallelujah. All you have to do at times is just... Switch off the TV, leave the mobile phone, and just look up and look at your children that they need a one-on-one encounter. Hallelujah. Like my daughter will come, Daddy, can we do this? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Because this is the time to do it. When they go to school, they'll go, you just pick on the mobile phone. All you have to do, even in the place of work, and we believe so much here in the place of victory, that everything that we are, everything that we have, and everything that will ever be comes from God. So as a young man, live a life of service. Don't just live for yourself. I want to buy this. I want to buy that. Every time that money comes into your account, whether it's allowance, whether it's a salary, how can I be of service? At times, it doesn't have to do with money. 
Every time that opportunity comes, it may just be a prompt in the spirit and say, call that brother, call that sister, call Mr. Roy. It's opportunity to serve. And I pray that as you and I live a life of service, the Lord will give us the strength in the name of Jesus. In conclusion, trust God. Trust him. No matter where you are, just trust him. You read the Bible and you see biblical inferences of how God came true for people. And I often say to my friends, at times you don't have to read the Bible. Look at us. Paul said, we are living episodes. Look at our testimony. There is reward when you serve. There is reward when you engage your faith. Engage your faith and trust God. No matter the season of life that you are. Believe that God will come true for you and I in his own timing, in his own ways. You may say, oh, I don't have enough faith. It's not about the size of your faith. It's about the size of your God. Don't focus on, oh, I think I have a little faith. No. My God is bigger than any problem. My God is bigger than any need. I will focus on my God, not on my faith. Just focus on God. Hallelujah. And there's some action point there for us. Um, you know, as a lecturer, there have to be some homework. <laughs> Sorry, I know it says I'm season. Hallelujah. So very lastly, every day, your eyesight, the things that you see, yeah, focus on, see the right things about life. Don't be so pessimistic about life. Don't be so negative about life. Don't be so clouded with negativity. See the hand of God in every situation. Because life never happened by accident. God is always in control. Condition and provoke your belief system. What you believe. What do you believe about God? What do you believe about the personality of God? What do you believe about the promises of God? What do you believe about the position, the planting of God? What do you believe about your current state of life? And confess. Confession. Speak life. Speak life to your family. Speak life to your friends. You, may not, you don't have to be a pastor to speak life to people. Make your confession be positive. Confess the right things. Confess the word of God. Let it be your language. Let it be your slants. And finally, be consistent about it. Hallelujah. Can you kindly um, just bow your head even as we pray? This woman, this woman, she had an encounter. But you see, she didn't have to do much. There was an opportunity. She heard about Jesus. Jesus is in town. Everybody, we are crowding around Jesus. Everybody, we are busybody. But for this woman, she engaged faith. Everybody, we are touching Jesus. But she touched with a, with, with a finger of faith. There was nothing special about the clothes that Jesus was wearing. But it was about the person that was wearing the clothes. Why not pray to God this morning? Even as I'm speaking, I'm speaking to myself. Father, give me the eyes. Give me the sensitivity to see what you, you're doing in every second, every day. Help me, oh God, to see your hand in operation in everyday life. You are the God that does uncommon possibilities. And every day, you load us with these possibilities, with these opportunities. Opportunities to be more loving. Opportunities to be more caring. Opportunities to be more serving. Help me, Father, in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord. 
And perhaps you are washing off this morning or you are here in church and you haven't made the Lord. You haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Why not say, Father, I open up my heart to you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And help me, oh God. In every season of life, you know, the word of God says, those who look at the season will never plant. There is never the right time. The first best time to start was yesterday. The second best time is today. Lord, I want to start today. I want to know you more. I want to grow more. And I want to serve. I want to put in my time, my energy, my resources in what you're doing. Not for me to become popular. No. But because this is who we are. To serve. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. What a beautiful day. What a beautiful day to, to, to have your word. We pray in the name of Jesus. But as we go in this season, season of examination, this season of easing of lockdown, going back to normal, we pray in the name of Jesus. Help us to see your finger in everyday events, in everyday happening. And help us to grow through every season. And help us, oh God, give us the grace to serve. Give us the grace to be loving. Give us the grace to be supportive towards one another. And Father, at the end, oh God, let the glory continue to be yours. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen.